1: <laughs> so cleaned up. All right, he builds Mafia. What is up? Welcome to the Mafia Cast brought to you by game on sports welcome back John how you doing
2: real good real good I think I'm finally over the uh, the stinging loss again
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know about being I don't know um, I actually got kudos from from my mom uh, that uh, some of my stuff that I was writing and putting out there was was positive. And I basically told her, so we didn't see what I was doing behind the scenes. So we're good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we're moving on more. We're moving Marley, on. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're moving on. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't watched a single ESPN, no NFL network. Um, I haven't even listened to, uh, I think, one podcast I listened to since the game. Uh, that's just how I move on, though. I can't dwell on it. I can't beat myself up over it because I had nothing to do with it, obviously. You want to be there and like, I want to fix this, but you know, you can't what do you guys do after a big heartbreaking loss like this
3: I, I definitely declined with my consuming of the TV <laughs> J- just like you did uh but yeah let's think try to think about the future you know things like that take take away some positives what about you guys Casey
4: John John go ahead
2: yeah i i kind of went into hiding for a couple days um you know no no radio no tv um you know i I tried to stay off of facebook um just because i didn't want to see any of the you know negative comments of oh here we go again or we need to go through and do this or go through and do that or you know mcdermott's got to go or you know whatever just uh, i needed a couple days to reset right
1: yeah and you know that's the worst part i think of doing content both the podcast and the written is having to see and hear all of that stuff um, i've really tried this week to refrain from counterattacks, <laughs> if you will because i don't agree with a lot of the the stuff that's being said out there uh, i think i've made my point here on this show a few times that i don't think that uh sean mcdermott should be let go um and I I still still believe that. I think I don't think we even would have got to where we were had it not been for him. Um I am on that note though, kind of excited about the team having an actual defensive coordinator. Uh Casey, I'll start with you, because I, I I know we kind of we didn't even put this in our banners, it wasn't even in our notes, and I totally forgot about it, but we do need to talk about this. We got a new OC. Well, not new, but you know. And the DC. Well, I'll start with Casey on the defensive coordinator, and uh, Bobby Babich. What's your initial your initial thoughts on that?
4: I mean, everything he's touched for the Bills has turned gold. <laughs> I mean, he came in, he joined the Bills, you know, as a safeties coach. Michael Jordan Boyer came in, and bam! I mean, all all pros, uh, Pro Bowlers, you, know, you, you name it, they've done it. Moves down to linebacker. Get, you know, gets Matt Milano to be an all a first team all pro, mm-hmm. gets Tremaine Edmonds, you know, multiple pro bowls, got him a monster contract from the Bears. And now McDermott says, Hey, you know, let, let's see if he can do that with the entire de- with the entire defense. And like we all expected, it was either promote him or lose him because he was getting a lot of interviews for to be other teams DCs. Yeah. So I mean I I'm with it. I'm excited to see. I'm very curious to see whether he's going to be calling the plays or if it'll still be McDermott calling the plays. I haven't seen um, one way or the other yet. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to work. Um, and I'm excited to see the new wrinkles that he's going to put into the defense.
1: Mm. Uh, I did hear today that uh, um, he Brandon Bean is out at uh, Mobile Alabama right now for the Senior Bowl, which we'll talk a little bit about that later too. But and he was asked just that question as far as calling the plays, and he said that that is a decision that has not yet been made. Um, I don't know. I, I, John, what do you think about this situation? Do you think he should call the plays, or maybe he's the D.C. for a year, let McDermott call the plays for one more year, and then kind of learn and take over after that? Or should he just jump right in like with what Ken Dorsey did?
2: Uh, <clears throat> I'd feel a lot better if uh, McDermott was still calling the plays Um, you know, at at least for, you know, maybe half the season, you know, maybe three quarters um, and then go from there. I just, you know, anytime I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that that Babbage doesn't know what he's doing. Um, You know, I just, I don't necessarily want to throw him to the wolves though, you know, maybe kind of let him ease into it and, um, you know, still go with McDermott calling the plays for now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you, do you agree with that? Uh, Mike, or do you have another idea?
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of like how, uh, you know, Dorsey went out and Joe Brady came in and, and kind of just hit the ground running. Um, it, it, it makes me a lot more comfortable with it. Um, he, he's been learning under, under, you know, McDermott's system for years. Um So, yeah, you know, take what they have now, you know, kind of maybe he'll be able to, you know, have more input, uh, put more of his ideas, add that in there and kind of kind of like Joe Brady did with the offense. And, you know, we we might see something, uh, you know, maybe a little uptick in our defense if we can. I mean, we play at a really high level on defense, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a different opinion or a different look uh, here or there might uh, might spark something.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of like um, where I'm at with the offensive coordinator deal, too. Uh, Joe Brady, I'm excited to see what he does with this offense. I'm excited to see Joe Brady's offense, not Joe Brady calling Ken Dorsey's offense. And that's what we had last season, right? It was it was totally Ken Dorsey's offense. And so now Brady's going to have a full offseason to work with these guys and build his style of offense around them. And uh, we'll get into a little bit uh, more here later because we did ask that question on uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, about what it was from 2023 that gets you most excited about 2024. And there was a lot of comments revolving around um, Joe Brady. So we'll kind of get back to that later on in the show. Talk about that. We'll read some of those those responses on there, too. Um, Roy said Eric Washington took a D.C. job knowing he wouldn't be calling plays, so it wouldn't surprise me if. Babbage won't either. There's been some comments with that too. And some people are sh- kind of surprised that Babbage would take a DC job if he's not going to actually call the plays. So it does kind of make me wonder if there's a a plan in place for him to call plays maybe later down the road. Um, Cause you kind of almost wish that they would have done that with Dorsey, right? Maybe that year before Dayball left, you let Dorsey kind of start to, to learn that uh, part of the game. Cause it really did feel like, Dorsey struggled with calling plays, but then in year two it was more of the same. So I don't guess he really learned anything. But um, yeah, I'm excited for it to to see what what happens. I'm excited to see the Bills next season. But um, I don't know, you guys. We got um, Kansas City and and uh, San Francisco for this coming up Super Bowl. Neither team that I was rooting for won, which is pretty much the norm. So I told my wife, I said, maybe next year I need to root for the Chiefs all season long. <laughs> They'll lose, and then maybe Buffalo will get one. But what did you guys think about the, uh, the conference championship games? Now, John, I'll start with you on that. Uh, was there any? Were you surprised that Kansas City dominated the way they did?
2: Uh, not really. Um, unfortunately, Mahomes is turning into uh, a mini Brady. Um, and it's just, you know, you, you can't count him out. You know, even if the offense has not been clicking all year and, you know, it just seems like they're missing something and, you know, I, you just, they find a way to win, which, you know, kudos to Reed, but, um, you know, I think Mahomes has just got something in him kind of like Brady that, you know, he's not going to lose and he's going to do whatever it takes to win. So I, you know, I believe me, I would have loved to have seen Baltimore go, but, um, you know, it. Mahomes is just – he's tough to get by.
1: Yeah. All right, Casey.
4: I mean, when Brady had – like, when Brady had his down years was when Belichick and the defense not carried the team, but, you know, was able to do what Kansas City did and only give up three points in the second half. In the afc championship game i mean like it it's it was always counter like counterproductive for the patriots if the defense was having a bad year it was when you saw brady you know go out and throw for 4,800 yards 45 touchdowns and seven interceptions in a year and that's how they would win that year and then like i said before there were other years when brady only threw for four thousand yards and 32 touchdowns seven interceptions but the defense was number one in the league so to me, it's, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of one of those things to where, uh, yeah, I mean, John's right. It's, he's, it's just turning into another Patriots dynasty to where if one part of the team is off the other, tar- the other part picks them up. And I mean, that defense, I've been second guessing them, you know, since they started building it a couple of years ago, saying they're too young. I wasn't, you know, the, I just wasn't huge on the players they were drafting and, I mean, I I was wrong all about it. Carlotta's is an animal. McDuffie is an animal. Um, I would have McDuffie, never guessed. Man. I would have never guessed. That's when that I to Buffalo to get. Would, would have turned around like like his career the way he has coming over from the 49ers. It's really annoying. I'll say that <laughs> it's 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 just really annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah. I you, you're talking about Mahomes. I shortly before we went on the show. Uh you guys know who Brady Quinn is? Yep. Okay. Uh he put out his top 5 all-time quarterbacks. And he yeah, had Brady number 1, Montana number 2, and freaking Mahomes number 3. <laughs> I guess for me it drives me crazy to this our society puts so much emphasis on the, the the accolades, the team accolades, Super Bowl wins, uh, you know, all time wins, AFC Championship games, and and I get all of that, but it's a team game. Yeah. And there's just other quarterback Dan Marino. Okay, I brought this up for in fact, and I, I don't know if too many people saw it, but I um I came here. Oh my gosh, what is his name? The linebacker. He's got six Super Bowls, six Super Bowl wins. So, does that make him the second greatest player of all time? A linebacker.
3: No, but, like, the quarterback's yeah. always, like, the face of the team, you know? Yeah. That, that, yeah I think that's kind of what you're saying.
1: If you're going to apply the Super Bowl wins to that position, then why wouldn't it apply to the other positions? Do they not have an important job? Because is it just it, the quarterback it, is winning these games? It's
4: just it, because that is part of the conversation. It's not the – main point of the conversation but is it is still a part of the conversation if you're talking about starting you know pro like starting the best of the best seven super bowls is going to be you know a, a part of the conversation getting to 10 is going to be parting a part of the conversation mahomes going to six straight afc championships like to start his career And getting to what, what, three or now four Super Bowls? I don't remember how many it is at this point. Um, Like, I mean, that's that's one of, if not the top, like, start to a career. I mean, at least Mm -hmm. I know it is for an AFC championship. I mean, so the trajectory he's on, like, yeah, I mean, he could definitely put himself into that conversation. And I, 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 I understand it's a team game, but it's still, you know, what your team accomplishes as the most important player on the team rely, I mean, that, that, I mean, so you carry most of that burden. So you deserve mo- you were, you reap most of that reward on the same time. Not yeah. that I think I- I mean, wins are a quarterback stat. I mean, solely like, no, but like getting when you talk about the scheme of getting and winning, getting to and winning a Super Bowl, That's where you can be like, when the numbers get outrageous, that's when it really starts to kick in like it has for,
0: Line.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I get all that. And I think the only reason why that really bothers me so much is because, like, how many times this season and even in the past have we seen Allen drive the team down the field for the winning or go ahead points or whatever, only to lose it, uh, you know, because of you know the defense or whatever. And uh, uh, what's his name? Something Thad. He covers the Bills. He posted up there how... Thad Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He he posted up there that um, Mahomes finishes it himself. He's like, I'm not saying that Josh Allen isn't good enough to win, but the difference is Mahomes goes out there and finishes it himself. So my question to that was how many of those games that he finished himself, quote-unquote, did he have the ball last? Because when Josh Allen had the ball... He put the team in a position to win, so if the team doesn't win, how is that on him? You see, like it just it drives me crazy, and and I I, I can put this the the current times, and I compare this back to the eighties and nineties watching Jim Kelly, and even then I don't ever remember at any point at that time thinking, man, Jim Kelly's the best quarterback in the league. I honestly, didn't. Yeah. You had guys like John Elway, Dan Marino, Randall Cunningham, mm-hmm. Joe Montana. I mean, the league was just full of great quarterbacks. And even though he got or led the team to four consecutive Super Bowls, I never once said, this guy's the greatest ever. He's the best in the league right now. Josh Allen's different to me. Like, the things that I see him do on the field is just ridiculous. You guys probably saw this style like, five of six when he attempts a pass with less than a tenth of a yard of the sideline. The rest of the league is one for twenty-two in that in that situation. He just the things that he does is astronomically just impressive, and I continue to see him getting bashed by the media and not getting what to me is the respect that he deserves, and I don't get it. I don't understand it, and I'm sorry I went on on of a tangent and a rant. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just as
3: they're winning and we're not, basically, the other teams in the spotlight, we're we're you know in the past now this season and that's really all they're all they're going to talk about i think casey's and, i mean
1: that's
4: we're the 13 year old little brother who's trying to hang out with like the 16 year old <laughs> brother we really yeah. are i mean because every you know like every now and then we get a nice shot on him and we take and you know we put him on the ground but then the playoffs <laughs> come and big brother just comes around and put and puts us in a headlock and we're like God damn it! Like we now we can't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like we're we're slowly getting older. We're getting better. You know, it's one of those things. We are going to catch them eventually, but it, it right now it's just hope not, so. not it yet.
1: I'm I'm sure Dan Marino thought he was going to catch Buffalo at some point and He just never did. Um, I don't we, care.
4: Josh Allen. Josh Allen is too good of a football player to not win a singular Super Bowl.
3: Yeah. Well, we were we were. Once again, one pass, one catch away, uh, one drop ball, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So we're, we're still right there. I mean, it was so close. And then, and then to see, you know, Lamar when we're, when we're all rooting for the Ravens to beat the Chiefs and then for him to throw that pick right at the end of the game. And it's like, wow, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Josh Allen yeah. would have made, done that, that bad. That was very ugly. <laughs>
1: Well, and let's be honest, Allen has to show that you report, that the, the just Ravens Just not in the playoffs, though.
3: Yeah, the Ravens made it all the way there and did that. Like, I don't yeah. know. If it was us in that game, it, you know, it would have been.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the other part of all of this, too, is that you look at Allen's numbers, and they're just as good as Mahomes. Just that at the end of the game, he's not the one with the ball in his hands when the clock strikes zero, and that's been the problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't think the defense is good enough to get it done. Just the last two seasons, it's just been injuries, 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 injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I don't know, we just weren't good enough yet. But uh, Roy here brought a, or asked a question. Who do you think had better offensive weapons the past two seasons, Buffalo or KC? Um, I sometimes wonder if, because we're Bills fans, we think our players are better than they actually are. Because sometimes I'm like, why is our offense not putting up 30, 40 points every single week? Why does it look like sometimes we struggle? We put up what 22, twenty two, twenty, what twenty three, something like that against the Chargers' defense that was just garbage. Um, same thing with the Broncos. Like, I, you know, we can go on and on with the season. But do you, what do you guys think? Do do we have we had the better offensive in the last two years compared to the Chiefs, or vice versa, or, or maybe the same?
3: I'd say it's more the same than one is very much better than the other. I mean, you say the last two seasons, and then you think about Tyreek Hill. I mean, he he was he was a game changer for them. I mean, I, I thought I'm well. I thought it was going to be a huge hit when they when they uh traded him, but I mean, I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. but obviously it wasn't. But but right now it it doesn't seem like they have. They have a better uh better weapons than us. And I and I don't feel like ours, like if you're if you're thinking we're biased a little, I don't think ours are that much better than theirs either. Um but we do we do have digs. I mean I I think he is probably the best receiver out of out of both teams, but, but we haven't seen what we wanted to see out of him this year. So I don't know it's sort yeah. of situational, I guess, and, and and I'm starting to think that you know the Bills just we just need that luck that we we just haven't got the luck at the right time with the injuries or you know a bad play here or there. Uh, I believe at this point it's coming down to just we got to have that luck moving forward, and you know as much as people want to bash coaches or players or this or that, I I think that's it. <laughs>
1: There is mean, there's aside from health, from I too. mean,
3: injuries is a little bit of bad luck, but, you know, you stay yeah. healthy and oh. a couple things go the other way. We're, then we're in, maybe yeah, seeing a I different mean, tune right now.
1: You say that, and it's funny because you think back to these two playoff games for both for Buffalo and the Chiefs, both of their last two playoff games. The Chiefs led the league and dropped passes. I don't think they dropped a single pass in the playoffs. <laughs> Josh Allen was one of the top turnover guys. Number two, I think, behind Sam Howell, in the league in the regular season for turnovers, didn't turn the ball over a single time in the playoffs. Yet we can't get that freaking win. Like they did everything that that Chiefs game. You look at it; we beat them in every category except the scoreboard. Like it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. So you're right to to an extent there is some luck involved. Yeah, but um. So, let me just read a couple of comments here. Ken cardia. Oh, <laughs> we're waiting for Bill's luck. Yeah. Uh, I think the point is if we don't have any of that and yep. have it for a long long time. Uh <laughs> I would say since the Music City Miracle probably. Um John Robert, I wonder if Justin Shorter would show anything. I really don't have a clue. Uh I, yeah, I I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one to see. Obviously, hopefully we we hope that he does something and and I mean shoot, maybe he becomes the next Justin Jefferson, we don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he's a, he's a rookie last year, right? Or yep. this year. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 And pretty much was IR most of the season.
2: Yeah. Um so for the offensive I, I think I saw weapon.
1: enough from him in the preseason that he, he, there might be something there, but go ahead Casey.
4: I was going to say I think it's got to be well there's one difference maker because Diggs and Kelsey wash each other, um, you know, as number one yeah. options in my opinion. And then, to Agreed. me, Kincaid and Rasheed Rice as number two options wash each other. So then you're getting down to all right, who's their third and fourth option? Well, in my opinion, James Cook and Isaiah Pacheco. They're pretty much a wash. Pacheco's a better runner, but Cook does a little bit more of everything. Um, they've they've kept McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, on the roster to be those pass-catching running backs. Um, So, to me, I mean, it's – so you're looking at the number four option. I would take Khalil Shakir over, you know, what Marquez followed as Scantling, you know, or um, Nicole Harden at this point, or Kadarius Toney. I think – especially moving forward, I think he – like going into year three next year, I think he's – destined to have a pretty good year. Um, And I don't see, you know, maybe one of those guys that I named Tony Hardman or MVS or even on the Chiefs next year. So I think, you know, we have better weapons, but just slightly. Um, But with Diggs getting older, Kelsey getting older, you know, Kincaid and Rasheed Rice both being as young as they are um, and the running backs being not hit or miss, but, not the focal point of the offense. I think it's a, it's a real tight battle, but I think the Bills have it by just a slim margin.
3: How about Gabe Davis on a good day?
4: I to be honest, I literally just forgot about Gabe Davis. Right. That, but Gabe on showed, a good day. There's a reason for that. that where that's where he, that luck yeah. thing plays in. <laughs>
3: it's
4: yep. like what the heck. But we so thinking about Gabe Davis, he's somebody that he was a fifth round pick. You know, and, you know, mm-hmm. he played well his rookie year because he was, you know, the number three, four wide receiver. He he got to play behind Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. And then the next year, you know, his second year, all right, you know, he steps into the wide receiver two role, but he's still young. He's still a fifth-round wide receiver. Plays all right, had 35 catches his first two years. And then his third year, you know, it all right, wasn't that good. Fourth year, it's like, it seems like he's – not gotten worse every year, but I feel like he hasn't gotten any better. It's just the volume of targets yeah. and usage has gone up. So I think, like, I mean, he was a fifth-round pick for a reason. And I, I love Gabe and everything he does, all the small thing he does, like the rest of us. But it's just one of those things, like, I feel like we can get that production just, just about out of any, you know, quality wide receiver three, you know, I feel like Tyler Boyd could have been putting up the same numbers that he is, you know, um, I think if Shakir got the opportunities, he did game, he would have, he could have easily put up games numbers. So I think it's just one of those, you know, we had like, he blew out our expectations right out of the beginning. And then he set the bar so high that it was almost impossible for him to meet it. So the fact that he didn't, uh, I'm kind of tempering, like, not my anger, but, like, I guess the disappointment in the fact that he didn't pan out to be a stud-quality wide receiver too. But but just looking back and truly thinking about it, it was kind of an unfair, realistic expectation that um, Bills Mafia kind of put out there.
1: Yeah. Roy says, good luck, Gabe, on your next team next season. or your new team next season. John, do you want Davis back?
2: No, I can do without the
1: the financial parts of it, but
2: (laughs) yeah, no money aside. I don't want him back. Um, You know, he's there's certain things we can count on, you know, every game, every season. You know, Josh is going to throw a pick. You know, Gabe's (laughs) going to Gabe's going to go through and and have one out of five games to give us enough hope that he's a solid number two receiver. And then those other four games, he just you know, he's nowhere to be found. So, you know, we could go through and, and find that with anybody. Um, you know, if you're going to get a guy that's good in 20% of the games, um, you know, we could go through and draft him in the third, fourth, fifth round or, you know, go to the CFL and get him. I mean, I, there's there's really – I don't see any upside to keeping him.
1: Especially in this year's draft. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good receivers in this draft. And we'll uh, – future shows we'll get more into uh, that. But – um what did you have mike
3: i I just you know kind of kind of the same and and hearing john say it you know it it really makes you feel a lot more comfortable with it i mean and as time goes on you know as we we've just seen his usage kind of you know go down considerably and and it's like you get you get comfortable like casey casey said he he pretty much just forgot about him you know we're talking about our offensive weapons i mean you know when you start thinking and talking like that it's hard to. You know, say so you, you love him and you got to have him next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I personally don't think he comes back. Um, I think for a couple of reasons. One, I, I don't know. Well, I think money will be the reason. I think there will be a team like the Giants that might throw a little bit more money at him than what Buffalo is willing to give or even can afford. Uh, there was a question a here. That's a positive,
3: seeking too of, to take from it, because we'll be saving a little there. That, yeah. yeah. That's my He's going to be overpaid I, I
2: wherever hope. he
4: goes. I think so, and I hope that some team throws the bag at him, and I hope he explodes because, like I, yeah, like I said, I li- like, like I like game, yeah. like it's just the inconsistency for me Absolutely. from what he he showed he showed this past year to where maybe it's just one of those things, you know, the team and the player ran their course, and they both need to get better by being apart.
2: Yeah, I'll root yeah, for as long as we're not playing against them. I mean, honestly, though, if you see Gabe going to the Giants or the Raiders or or whoever, I do you really think he's gonna explode with one of those quarterbacks when he couldn't with Josh?
4: Exactly. Right. That that that's a great point. That's a great yeah. point. Watch him go to the Chiefs. Let, stop. Stop.
1: let stop. me uh let me let me kind of shift over to the defensive side really quick because we're talking about Gabe Davis, and there's a guy on the defensive side who is a pending free agent and there's been a lot of conversation whether or not the Bills should try to re-sign him or not, and that's A.J. Epinesa. And I bring him up in comparison to Gabe Davis because I feel like it's almost the same thing on the defensive side. A couple of big games, and then he disappears, and we don't hear it from him. And then he has a big game, and then he disappears, we don't hear anything again. That's another one. You guys, would you want him back? Do you want him back? I think uh, last time I looked, Track had him projected market value around $6 million, which isn't terrible. I think Buffalo can do that, but mm-hmm. –
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I,
3: I like him a lot. I really do. Um, he, he got that one pick, you know, diving interception, and then he kind of got injured um, for at least a couple weeks. Uh, and I feel like that's part of the reason. Maybe he he wasn't just able to be there consistent. Um, but I do think when he's in the game, um, he he is making plays. He is making a difference. Um, you know, batting balls, getting after quarterback. I, I really do think he's a great player and he, he still has, uh, you know, room to improve, too.
1: Let me just really quick uh, address Joey's comment here. Everybody's on Gabe Davis. Nobody bitching about stuff um, on Diggs. If you watched last week's show, trust me, I went on my rant about Stefan Diggs and
4: we tore him Uh apart. Casey
1: likes to get. He, yeah, yeah. Casey is giving me crap about kind of being on hard on dig sometimes, but yeah, I agree. If you're an elite receiver, one of the top five in the in the league, you gotta be making more plays in, than he was. Yeah. And he was still getting the targets. Not like he wasn't getting targeted. Yeah.
3: And usually but, when I attribute a loss to things like drop passes and things like that, uh he's usually in that conversation, whether his name's mentioned or not. I mean, I think it's kind of given. Yeah.
1: Yeah, see, so Roy, Epines, and Floyd disappeared down the stretch, but AJ on a reasonable deal would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd, oh my goodness, we might be u- losing to... Floyd
3: too. So all the more reason, yeah, about, he's without AJ. doubt,
1: he's a pending. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm kind of on the fence with Floyd too because he had, I think, what ten and a half sacks on the season, and then not a single sack were the last five, counting the, the two playoff games or the last six games or something like that. I know it's at least five. So. um yeah, and he's what 32 I believe. So did he hit a wall too? Like I think the Bills need to keep all 10 of their draft picks this year and need to have an influx of youth on the on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs>
4: go ahead you Casey what's better, on your mind you got a better chance of seeing a snowball in hell before brain I he's, agree he's I, I, I'm not that disagreeing
1: that. with that <laughs> not disagreeing at all with that but so
4: the Leonard Floyd thing and Leonard Floyd <laughs> um I I think it was more so they brought him in to be a situational pass rusher they wanted to pair him with Vaughn with Vaughn on the other side, I think. I think they really wanted to use Groot and AJ and Shaq at like as their main, you know, first down, second down, uh defensive ends, because they're so all three are so good at stopping the run. Uh, mm-hmm. But but is kind of that guy who's a little bit of a mix of both. You know, he he had six and a half sacks again on the year after being injured and being uh, defensive end three slash four again. Um so I think if we lose, you know, Leonard Floyd, a- a- AJ Epenesa just steps up into that role to be defensive end three, and I think he can put in, you know, give us ten and a half sacks. If you know Von, if Von just isn't it anymore, and uh, AJ ends up coming in and starting, I, I could definitely see him, like him being the guy that could an- could anchor us, just given if he stays healthy, and given the reps to do so, because he's never been given starter reps. And we saw at the beginning of the year when he was, I mean, that's when he was making his biggest impact. He was getting that tip pick off Patrick Mahomes. He was getting the quarterback yeah. multiple times a game.
3: Yeah.
4: So I think I think he'll be the cheaper younger Leonard Floyd for us next year.
3: I feel like it could be him it's, and Groot in the future. Yeah.
4: It's yeah, I agree. funny.
1: It's funny that you, you you mentioned if he got full-time reps, starter reps. Does anybody on that defensive line get full time starter reps? This year Aside from Ed of... Oliver, who who had like eighty percent plus every single week, and it kind of showed in the playoffs, especially against the Chiefs, where he was a non factor. Of course, the whole defensive line was a non factor in that game. Yeah. But um but that kind of goes do, back to my point defender. about I hate the rotational thing. I hate it. Like put your, yeah. your best players on the field. I get it, pull them out, give them a break, rest them up. I understand that. But when every single one of them is getting twenty-five to thirty percent, yeah, you it, there's no way you have six starters on the team. that's it just it's not true. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> and they always talk about your best eleven on the field. So stop pulling them off the field. Yeah, like even with Von Miller, he was clearly not a best eleven. He did not need to be on that field last
3: year. Um, but that's how I was going to say with him. You know, he couldn't play. You know start all the snaps so you know just just what von miller was going through you know kind of put that wrench into that idea because you had you had to play him you had to try him out um you had to give him a chance to make make the big play especially near the end of the season um but you but you can't have him play the whole season either if he's you know he's really i think we all know he wasn't really 100 percent. and he just got the brace off at the end of the year uh We're,
1: we're a bunch of Josh Moe's on the side of the street watching football, and we can see that he doesn't have the same burst. If we can see it, they have to see it. So quit putting him on the field until he's actually ready to go. Yeah, because, you could have
3: IR'd him all year, honestly.
1: Yeah, you could have IR'd him all year. You could have gotten more playing time for some of the younger guys like Epinesa, like Rousseau, who I, I still believe that Rousseau is going to be an impactful player. In, in this league, on this team, he's already mm-hmm. one of the better run defenders in the game as far as edge players go, um, and I, I just feel like that the 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 pass rush part of that is coming. But those guys were losing snaps because he was on the field, yeah. and I think it I think it cost the team. Um, now, yeah, in the playoffs, you did start to kind of see that a little bit more. You started to see him affect the game a little bit more, um, but I think he went. F- what he came back after the first four weeks, so 13, 14, 15 games, I don't think he had a single sack. Not one. Nope. Not even accidentally get a sack. Like, the quarterback Miller, and touches him. That didn't even Brian happen.
4: Miller five tackles on the year. Yep. Five.
1: It's crazy. And you're telling me that guy needed to be on the field? Yeah. You know, he, that's he, he probably
3: of... really wanted to. You know, Von oh, himself I'm sure. is like, I'm ready to go. I can do okay. this. Uh, so that's –
1: I'm sorry. It's funny you say that because I was listening to, um, I don't know if I can't remember if it was Bean or McDonald. I think it was Bean talking about, am <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> talking about um, Benford getting on the field in that Chiefs game and how badly <coughs> Benford or uh, Bernard wanted to be out there. All and right. he made the comment about sometimes as coaches, we have to save the players from themselves.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Should have applied that same rule. To Von Miller, if if Von was in fact saying, "I'm good, I'm good, I can go play," as a coach, you should see that no, you're not. You can't play. You're not ready. Sit yeah. on the bench, whatever. We're going to stick you on on whatever the case may be. But that's one of those moments where I do blame McDermott and the coaching staff. Um, again, I don't think he should get fired because of a few decisions here and there that I personally don't agree with. But uh, you,
3: it, you, let's, you do, you make some risky decisions too especially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I don't, (laughs) you're, you're not going to hit every time. You know what I mean? It's just, you're not,
1: you're not Um, even the fourth and five thing,
3: you know, it's like, like you said, it it works. He's a hero and you know, that's a high risk play, but no guts, no glory. You got to try.
1: Maximilian AJ still hasn't answered enough questions in my opinion when it counts the most. Offer a prove it deal incentive laden. Bigger concern for me is who will be our new D line coach and impact they can have. Um, Eric Washington is a former defensive line coach. Are, are you guys? I'll start with Casey on the, on the question. Um, do you think that's a, a significant loss or 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 no? Is it kind of a wash who we bring back in to replace him?
4: I mean. I, ha- I mean, I got to answer your question with a question. Like, has our okay. defensive line, like, exploded and been as phenomenal as it should have been for the amount of assets that has been put into it? You know, multiple second-round picks, first-round pick, $160 million to just one player, bringing in Tim Settle, Puna Ford, Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd. I mean, they put, I think, not this past year, with the year previous, 2022 23, we spent the most money on the defensive yeah. line in the NFL it, it, with not basically nothing to show for it. You know, nobody came up big when we needed to. At Oliver, of course, he took a big step this year, but I think it's just one of those he's fi- he finally settled into his role. He had a great one tech next to him, he had Groot, who's really growing up into a player. So, I attribute it like is it getting better slowly yes i just think that the system like it's not getting as good fast enough as everybody wants it to so i think they're just kind of one of the like it's one of those maybe the guys just need it like you know they need a new flavor they got to they just need to hear a new voice a new different opinion because sometimes you know it, it gets stale you know the same pe- the same person telling you yeah. the same thing all the time all the mm-hmm. time all the time and like now, it, now it's just, all right, try it. Just something new. Something's got to give. This yeah. is also the exact same argument people have for getting rid of McDermott. But that's another, another argument for another podcast on another day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see what 2024 looks like with McDermott. Um That's a much more you important up, role,
3: I think, to be playing with, toying with. Yeah.
1: You brought up the point a while ago of, with the defensive line, Casey, you said that uh, it's, it's taking longer than people would like for it to, to take. I I think that kind of also points to the rotational situation. Like guys cannot, that, that learning curve is going to be much longer the less you're on the field. Say, I mean, you hear it all the time with quarterbacks, quarterbacks got to get on the field. You can only do so much in practice. You got to get on the field and, and play and see it up close and, and read the defenses and experience the blitzes and all of that. And it's the same way with every other position. And if those defensive linemen, we draft a rookie this year, which I think we probably will because we almost have to. Um, I think they, they just got to play. They need to get out on the field. And I know a lot of people bring up the Coach McDermott doesn't trust rookies. I'm more of the, the well, the rookie's got to earn that trust. Um, but, but at the same time, for them to earn that trust, yeah, they got to be on the field too. Like, there's got to be some, some kind of give and take on both ends of that. But
4: we yeah, also got to remember as as... that Brandon Bean, all like the Puna Fords, Tim Settles, Jordan Phillips, you know, all these guys as on the interior, especially, have been people that project to take a step. They expect to get better. what they show than what they had shown on their previous teams but they haven't you know it's been one of those you know grew isn't the best but we're going to polish him and make him into a great defensive line and they kind of it seems like they kind of took their projection across the entire defensive line outside of von miller and leonard floyd to where all right you know they may not be and, you know, Joey Bosa or Aiden Hutchinson right out of the draft, but we believe in three, four years they could be. It just turns out some of those guys just turned out not to be great players, just average, you know, depth piece players. The You know, Puna Fords and uh, the Tim Settles of the world, Jordan Phillips. I know he had one good year with us, and what, and uh, that's about it. And he started this year off hot, but he just can't stand healthy so it's just one of those I feel like they got to start going more for what they're seeing not for what they're hoping in the draft and in free agency
2: yeah yeah but you got to have some of that low risk high reward too you know get a couple guys in there that you can go through get them for a year at a discounted rate and you know hopefully that you can get them to turn the corner and and become somebody better
4: absolutely i i completely agree with, agree with you i just think i personally chalk this year up to the health of the team i truly think this year like we would have been better if we didn't lose so many people in such a, a short amount of time or be so many people period um i mean we had a lot of guys on the defensive line linebacker defensive backs that all had to play that aren't aren't supposed to be playing, you know, I mean, to be frank, I mean, they're they're depth pieces, fourth, fifth, sixth at their position, and they're starting in the playoffs. So it's one of those, okay, you know, these depth, you know, they may not be barn burners, but at least we have good depth, but now they turn into our starters and like they, we had nothing to show for it. So I think it's, they're going to, they're probably rehash and like revamp a lot of their depth in that, in that sense. And that I feel like that's where they're going to go younger. I feel like they'll probably bring back AJ. They'll probably bring, bring back Daquan as those, as that solid front four along with Von Miller. And then they'll draft young. Like they'll, they'll start the depth that way. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
3: No, I was just going to say, I I agree with Ron too, you know, about, you know, getting the guys in there and and stop with the rotational stuff, stay healthy. And, you know, if you're not getting game action, you're sitting on a bench rusting, right? So you got to kind of keep keeping the flow of things. But I I don't, I don't think that's the biggest issue moving forward, our D line. So that makes me feel a little bit better about uh, losing the D line coach. And that's, I guess that's really all I got to contribute to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's um we've kind of let the comments section take over the show because we keep going back to those comments. Yeah. Let's kind of shift here a little bit. We're um we're kinda deep into this already and haven't even touched some of the things that we wanted to talk about today. But let's go uh, really quick, let's go to um uh well let's just do this one. So a yearly team and NFL awards. So uh John, I'll start with you. Who is your offensive and defensive MVP and, and your team MVP for this past season?
2: Uh, defensive, I got to go uh, throw Bernard. I mean, uh, the way that he stepped up, um, you know, and, and grew, you know, after a few weeks into the season and just turned into a dominant force on this defense. Um, you know, I just wish he could have stayed healthy to see it all the way through. Um, yeah. Offensively, um, I'd probably have to say Cook. You know, it, it. we haven't had a running game in in quite a while. And everything's been focused on Josh and passing and, and digs and everything else. But, um, you know, Josh is going to be Josh. Um, you know, it, it was nice to see Cook have a fantastic year and, you know, be somebody that we could lean on and, you know, throw other teams off and uh, what was the third part of your question there?
1: The team MVP, the overall.
2: Oh. Uh <laughs> I'll, I'll go Bernard again. I just <laughs> I just I, I love, love him. I mean, I he, you know, I, nobody expected anything out of him this year. Um and and he just stepped up and uh kept the receipts and Shut a lot of people up.
3: Yeah. Hey, it was really like <laughs> it was unbelievable when he when he stepped up. Yeah. And uh what he accomplished this, this season.
1: We'll go with you, Mike. What are your 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 picks on those?
3: I mean hard hard to argue with that. I, I was thinking Bernard, you know, when we were uh thinking this idea uh, before. Um Cook, he he's great for the for the offense. Uh other than Cook, I mean you gotta say Josh, right? So, you know, between them two guys. Um, I I can't, I can't copy, I don't want to copy John's answers, but I went first. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really, I think Bernard, Bernard is definitely the obvious, the obvious for the defense and and man cook. He he turned it on and and had a season like, like you wouldn't believe as well.
1: You, You mentioned cook. Um, let me throw this in here really quick because Maximilian just commented on this. Uh, Cook needs to hit the judge machine this offseason, but yeah, great yeah. season overall. Um, he had... Uh, somebody brought up also he he needs to hold on to the football. He had two fumbles all year, two lost fumbles, and he was actually, uh, I think it was 11th. No, yeah, 11th overall in highest catch rate amongst running backs in the NFL. He didn't necessarily have a drop problem. It was just, <laughs> unfortunately... He had some big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh there would have been touchdowns that maybe could have changed some games, but um but yeah, he he caught the ball well. I think it was over eighty-two percent. Like I said, eleventh best in overall. Um I think it was eleventh best in the league and then tenth amongst running backs because Khalil Shakir was the only wide receiver in that top ten for catch rate, highest Thank catch you. rate. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, which
4: it, is another Casey, who's one. your, yeah, who's your MVPs, Casey? So to go off what Matt said here in the comments, my MVP is going to be the big fat boys up front this year. <laughs> Josh was the, num- was the least sack quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. this year. We were the only team, or one of the only teams, very few to have all five starters along the offensive line for all 17 games this year. Like John said, it's the first time that we had a thousand yard rusher since LaShawn McCoy. So, and and none of that happens. Josh doesn't have 51 touchdowns, set the rushing quarterback touchdown record for a year, throw for another 34, 35 touchdowns. If that offensive line doesn't do its job. And I mean, hands down the best offensive line that Josh has had in his career. And I am so glad that it's as young as, I mean, the fact that Dawkins is the oldest part of that line is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So I I'm, I'm, that's, that's hands down my offensive MVP. And then my defensive MVP is Razul Douglas because coming, I think if it wasn't for him, I mean, our defense wouldn't have played. I mean, Think of all the turnovers he caused and what, as soon as he came to and played for Buffalo, I mean, the first game he he caused a turnover. He was, I mean, he was a giant catalyst for us going on that win streak to end the season, to ultimately take the division from the dolphins. I, I just think that he was a huge part in a big bolt of energy for this defense.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, a few more comments here. O line went from one of the biggest questions going into one of the biggest strengths on the team. Uh, good on Cromer. Uh, there's another one. This one's not about the line, but the narrative about Allen having a bad off season baffles me. I'm with you, Matt. We kind of talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the show. I, I just don't get the the slander on Josh Allen. It makes no sense to me. I don't care that he hasn't gone to Super Bowl. I don't care that Brock Purdy is going to Super Bowl before Allen. Um, yeah, moving on from that, because then we're going to end yeah. up on another 20-minute rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine, I mean, you guys have already said them, um, which I guess, you know, I sh- should have maybe let myself go first. But,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm going to go with Bernard on, on the the defensive MVP. Um, I might have gone a different direction had it not been for that Chiefs game. I think that game really showed us how important he was to the defense uh, I think that game is completely different. I think we're talking, having a different conversation today um, had Bernard been able to go and been healthy. Uh, on the offensive side, oh, man. Um, just saying. I guess I'll go a little bit – go a little different here, and I'm going to go with Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Because I do feel I like by midseason, which is about when we had this, the change in offensive coordinator – is when we started to see Shakir come through. Um, And I feel like had he not come through the way he did and with the way the digs fell off the cliff, our offense would have been in a world of hurt if not Mm -hmm. for Shakir. Um, And I think Kincaid was a big part of that as well. However, because of Knox's presence, I feel like that kind of negated a little bit of what Kincaid could have maybe should have been able to do. Going forward, I hope to see more of Kincaid in the future. But uh, Knox isn't going anywhere, so... That's another one of those things, and I'm gonna be you know curious to see how Brady designs his offense around those two guys. Uh, the good overall team MVP, too. yeah, uh, it is. Especially yeah. with Knox, it keeps getting hurt every year. Seems like uh, the overall MVP. I'm gonna cop out here and go with Allen. I mean, we've all seen the numbers. He's accounted for like eighty something percent of the team scores. Uh, led the league in touchdowns. Uh yeah. So I'm um, it's a cop out, I know, but I mean, <laughs> you can't really go wrong with picking Allen as the overall MVP uh either. Um we're probably going to end up going over, but that's okay. No big deal. I asked this question earlier in the week. What excites you for 2024? What for, what did you see in 2023 that gets you excited about th- this coming season? Uh I put that up on social media. Those of you listening First of all, please hit the like, subscribe if you're on, on, uh, on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, do the same. Um, if you're in the comments, I want to kind of, you know, hear what you guys think too. But, um, uh, Mike, let's start with you on the, on this one. What from what's exciting you about 2024? Obviously we don't have, you know, free agency still to come in the draft and everything, but you know, from what you saw.
3: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't see what there's not to get excited about, <laughs> Uh, I mean, Bill's still a really great team, regardless how this season uh, ended. Um, and, and we've been mentioning, you know, the different players. We were just talking about uh, all all really good reasons uh, to get excited for next year. But, you know, like the fact that we're, you know, making moves. I know all, all teams are, but making moves already. Uh, Bobby Babich uh, moving up. Um, and, and, you know, we're Just I'm I'm excited to get our health back. I really am. I think I said that last week or the week before. Um so I'm I'm excited to, to have a healthy team next year. Hopefully we get back uh you know the free agents um you know the few we're, we've been talking about um but like this year what we saw with Cook, I mean like we were just talking about one just a spark to our offense this year. Um it, it was really amazing. It we kind of just set us next level um i mean a lot of great things that this the season uh shakir had um so i don't know it's just it's just a lot of great things we we still have a lot of great things going for this team you know even though uh our, our season ended you know sooner than we thought it would
1: yeah what about you casey
4: it's going to be a surprising one but i'm excited and i hope he's on the team I, I'm excited to see what Ty Johnson has at running back, and we saw him come in at the end of the year. I mean, and play well. I mean, play, I played you know mm-hmm. better than any of us really expected. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see like what a tandem of he and Cook can do for an entire year with an with a full offseason under Joe Brady. Uh, just and mixing that with Kincaid and Diggs is, definitely going to have, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a bounce back year, you know, I, I think, I think Diggs is going to explode next year um, along with the two young running backs. So I, I, I'm excited to see like what this offense as a whole is, is going to do next year.
1: Hold that thought because next week's show, I do want to kind of talk a little bit more about the, pending free agents. Cause Ty Johnson is one of those. And we do have Neheim, 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 whatever Hines coming back. So we'll stay tuned for that next week. We'll kind of touch on that. Uh, John, what about you? What do you got?
2: Um, just kind of to piggyback off of Casey's comments, um, <clears throat> just the whole offense. I mean, that offensive line is going to have another year, um, you know, of playing together. Um, you know, I think they're, they're, solid for us now, and they are going to be for years to come, Um, you know, having, uh, you know, hopefully digs come back, um, you know, and Shakir and seeing what shorter does and, you know, it'd be great if we could draft a receiver in the first round, Um, you know, and we know what Cook does and Ty Johnson. So I, you know, it, it, it could be a very, very explosive offense. Um, you know, the one that we've all been hoping for week after week when, you know, we come out two weeks in a row and we put up 30 plus points and then we drop down to 17, you know, but I think next year might be the year that we could get everything clicking with all the weapons that we'll have.
1: Stay consistent. I'm going to go through some of the the comments from, from Twitter. Uh, Very first comment was there's 20 something free agents teams over the cap. So pretty screwed. (laughs) It's a very optimistic point of view. Like I said, we'll talk more about free agency next week and and those pending free agents because I don't think we're screwed. But um, then there's a comment here, Josh Allen, enough said. uh, The offensive coordinator incorporated the running backs in the downfield passing attack. The offensive line will only get better having played together a full season. Uh, And that's kind of one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing next year is Osiris Mm Torrance. He did kind of hit a little bit of a rookie wall. This uh, towards the end of the season, kind of struggle a little bit, but uh, I think he's going to be an absolute stud next year. Um, and going, he came out and played sure.
4: so well in the beginning of the year, like it was hard for yeah. him to maintain that level of play as a rookie the entire year. I mean, it, it would have been, you know, one for the record books if he could have done the like for 17 oh, yeah. weeks what he did for six.
1: I, I think I saw something where he played the most snaps of any offensive lineman. Maybe in the league. I know with the Bills team, but I think he was at least one in the top five in in total snaps, which is insane for a rookie. Yeah. Um, Another one here, McD put a strong strong D on the field. Despite losing an all-pro linebacker, a defensive tackle who was playing at an all-pro level, a former all-pro corner, and his highest paid edge playing below replacement level, this gives me faith they can invest in offense, And he'll still deliver a top half defense. Um, There's a whole bunch of other comments here. Let me really quick address that. Uh, Invest in the offense. I'm sorry if you're a fan and you're expecting a lot of investment in the offense this year and you're tired of seeing high draft picks go for the defense. That's what's going to happen this year. There's just too many, too many pieces missing on that defensive side and, and the age too. We have, uh, 14 defensive players currently that are free agents, eight of whom are on the defensive line. So just, you know, get ready for a defensive heavy draft. Um, Shakira Kincaid, offensive line, Brady at OC, Bernard getting back, uh, Bernard getting back Milano, Ed getting back, Daquan hopefully, Rasul playing across from Trey. Second year post-injury for Vaughn. James Cook hitting Juggs machine. A lot of people were kind of getting on <laughs> Cook about his catching, but go look at the numbers. He actually did pretty good. Uh, there was another question here really quick that I wanted to go back to. And, man, which one was it? Uh, oh, tredavius White. Oh, Somebody asked something about Tredavious White. What do oh. you guys think really quick, John, first?
3: Um, as far as the off season, you're talking.
1: Yeah. His off season, him coming back next year. Um, what are your expectations? Uh,
2: not much. Uh, <laughs> I love Trey. I, I think he's a great player. Um, but you know, I'm more used to seeing him off the field than on the field. And, uh, you know, it, we've been very deep. So, I, you know, I, I think, um, that, you know, we really don't need him and, uh, I, You know, if they were to make a move with him, I'd be perfectly fine with it.
1: Could you see them moving him to safety?
2: Possibly. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, I just, I, I don't have too much faith in him because of his health.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean a torn ACL followed by an Achilles and Achilles is not easy to come back from, especially in that position. I I brought up the possibility of him going to safety or any of these corners for that matter, making that transition, especially with the fact that it looks like we're probably going to have Michael Hyde off the team with retirement, potentially Jordan Poyer as well. They're going to need some answers at the safety position. Um, And this is, these are all for shows down the road because we're definitely going to get into all of this, but I brought up a corner moving to safety and I got laughed at like, You know, all the little laughy faces, the LMAOs and the LOLs and you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. But it could happen. I mean, it's happened before. Ronnie Lott moved over to safety. Um, uh, Woodson, one of the greatest corners to ever play, became one of the greatest safeties to ever play because he moved over. It happens all the time. Christian Benford even played some at safety his rookie year because they were considering moving him if they don't have other answers or at the safety position, especially if Poyer decides to go, cause uh, and even if he doesn't, I'm, I'm not sure if he's, you know, he's not the same Poyer that he was. Um, so we'll leave it at that. There's some other ones here. Yeah. Daryl green uh, went from corner to safety. Uh, there's somebody here. I, in the moment, I wanted, this is what made reminding me of this, but maybe Kyrie Elam at safety and a surprise move could be exciting. The only thing with Elam moving to safety is I don't, Unless he improves his tackling and becomes a little more uh he just kind of looks scrawny to me <laughs> to be a safety. I mean, I don't know. Well, he can cover, I'm sure, but me eat me
3: more chicken wings.
4: White, he's one of, if not the worst, tackling corner that we have on our team. That's that's true. And mm-hmm. if anybody was gonna move to oh. safety, I would rather I would rather it be Dane ja- I would most rather it be Dane Jackson. Because he kind of has like the same body style and build um, as uh, Poyer and Micah Hyde, um, he and he kind of just does a little bit of everything, and that's kind of that's what you ask from a safety is just to be that guy that's a good to, call. yeah uh, to like just be the guy that can do a little bit of everything, and so I I think he would be the one that I would like to see transition to safety.
1: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. Um, he's a free agent as well. Again, stay tuned for next week because we, we are going to start kind of getting more into that. Um, we did want to do some Super Bowl predictions, but we're kind of out of time. So we'll do that for next week because we still have another week before the games, or before the Super Bowl. Oh,
4: yeah.
1: uh, so stay tuned for that next week. And again, if you're listening, please hit the like on YouTube. Subscribe to the, the channel. Same thing over on Facebook. And um, check us out at the mafia cast and the Facebook page, give us a, a, a follow there. We're up to two twenty two. The goal is 500 by the start of the season. So we want to get to there. Um, and Mike, you want to, you want to give our, our guy, John here, a little, little shout out.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I sat down and I, I chatted with John a little bit uh, this weekend. Um, I don't know. We, we chatted about a lot of things. Um, I, I'm learning more about his store and stuff and, and, and kind of, you know, that, that kind of business he's in. But, I mean, sports memorabilia, he, he's got a bunch of cards. I find out he's getting new cards every week, and I, I never realized how how huge they are. And, um, you know, great great gift ideas, uh, things like that, a um, couple events. Uh, he does a monthly trade day at both stores um, where, you know, you can come in and, and you know, deal with with other uh customers in the store and, and kind of trade items if you wanted to um the big sports expo coming up the end of next month um i don't, I don't know just a lot just a lot of cool stuff and, and you never know what you find in there uh sports stuff uh hollywood related stuff uh you, you name it the video game stuff so yeah so very cool john if, if you want to elaborate uh give everyone a little more details and, and things like that um go ahead feel free
2: yeah. No, you got most of it. Um, next weekend we're doing a trade day at both stores. So, you know, you can bring your cards down, bring your kids down with their cards, trade with other collectors, trade with us. Um, in a couple weeks at the end of the month, the 24th and 25th, we'll be at the, uh, Batavia show and, uh, there'll be, uh, uh oh boy, Russell Douglas will be there. Um, Thurman Thomas will be there. Uh, Keith McKellar, um, couple other of those other sports guys from hockey and baseball and such um but uh yeah i mean we've always got something going on at either store so come down to the hamburg store and see me or go to rochester and give my son a hard time
3: <laughs> go john meet also the guy has who few signings the... throughout the year at his stores too uh as well so, so keep an eye out for them
2: yep
1: a chance to go meet the guy who the k-gun was named after i love <laughs> it keith mckellen a lot of people don't know that Yep, But uh, the K-Gun named after Keith McKellar, not Jim Kelly. (laughs) That's awesome. It's good stuff. Uh, We're looking forward to uh, uh, a lot of great things coming with Game 1 Sports and John. And, um, yeah, you guys got anything else you want to add? We're already over, so who cares? You got anything more?
3: (laughs) I'm good.
4: Casey's muted again.
3: Casey's muted. <laughs> we can just end it there.
4: I said, Spence, let's get on this pink hair thing. We got to get this done and over oh, yeah, with. This Casey can't wait to dye his hair pink. This needs this needs hey, to maybe, happen. So, are,
1: are we doing it live on the show? Is that, that the thing? Or are we just going to have Spence on after you've done no, it? I, no,
4: we got to have everyone see it. Everyone's got to see no, it. I, yeah. Spence and I, All we right. talked a little bit, but I need him to get back in contact with me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
1: right. Looking forward to that. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Like I said, we're going to talk some more about the free agency, some of the players that we have as pending free agents, where the, the, the Bills are as far as their cap goes. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Go Bills.
2: Go Bills. Go Bills.
4: Go Bills. Tell your friends.
3: Thanks, Angel.